Hey everyone, welcome to Gilmore Gals, co-host Jaina and Anusha. In today's episode, we're going to be uh, reacting to some unpopular Gilmore Girls opinions that we found uh, from this BuzzFeed article, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, but before we jump into our unpopular opinions that we have, uh, we're just going to take a quick break. Hey guys, want to help support Gilmore Gals? You can support this podcast with a small monthly donation to keep and to sustain future episodes by going to anchor.fm slash gilmore support. It works pretty similarly to Patreon and you can pledge to donate as little as a dollar a month to help us keep the podcast running. You could go to our link in the episode description. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So um, the article that we will be reading these unpopular opinions from is called 20 Unpopular Gilmore Girls Opinions That Every Fan Secretly Knows Are True. So I will be the judge of that if if they're uh, accurate or not. But um, yeah, there's about 20 on here, but let's go ahead and get started. Um, Okay, so it says, we recently asked the BuzzFeed community to tell us about some of their unpopular opinions, and here are some of our favorites. Okay, so this first one's interesting. Um, (laughs) So uh, this one says, the close relationship that Lorelai and Rory share is downright creepy. Um, And then their explanation is, you shouldn't be your child's best friend, especially during formative years like that. She needed more guidance, not a coffee date. Um, <laughs> what did you guys what did you guys think about this one? I think this is just progressive parenting and there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I feel like more parents should be like Lorelai. <laughs> I will say that um the relationship that Lorelai and Rory have is kind of unconventional compared to their traditional mother-daughter relationship. But <laughs> Um, although Lorelai acts like Rory's best friend, um, when it uh, counts, she is a good mother and she kind of lays down the rules pretty um, clearly when it counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I don't think it's creepy. Um, I think it's actually helpful for Rory because like she was able to open up to her mom more often um, than I feel like most kids are with their parents. And, you know, she didn't really hide that many things from Lorelai. Um, And even though, of course, it had its drawbacks, like, I think the benefits outweigh that. So I think they had a pretty solid relationship. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having your best friend as your mother. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah, speaking of Lorelai as a mom, uh, the second opinion is Lorelai wasn't actually a great mom after all. In fact, she was downright terrible. Um, and the explanation is I used to love it, but now I can't stand to watch it. Lorelai is not the awesome mom I thought she was 15 years ago. Oh my oh, God. No. I actually disagree with this. this person. <laughs> <laughs> she did so much for Rory. <laughs> It's true. She did sacrifice a lot for Rory, and I think she's a good mom. I mean, she did have to, like, mature a little more, but I think, um, like I said before, when it counts, she was a great mom to Rory, and she laid down the rules, but at the same time was a fun, cool mom. Yeah, I think this person, I don't know what, I don't know if they watched the whole entire show, because 
at the end of the show, my God, Lorelai like sacrificed so much, did so much for Rory. I mean, she was trying to be such a good mom. I don't know what this person's talking about. <laughs> yeah, totally agree with you guys. Um, and by the way, if you haven't listened to our uh, character journey episode for Lorelai, definitely check that out because we talk a lot about like the sacrifices that Lorelai has made and like how like each season she's had to deal with a lot, especially uh, with life circumstances and with Rory. Um, But yeah, I think she's just like doing her best and there are definitely a lot worse mothers (laughs) out there. And um, in comparison to like someone like Rory's dad, Christopher, you know, they're very different. So I feel like she, like, she's definitely not a bad mom. Um, and like Anusha said, like, we have to remember that, you know, she had Rory at 16. So like Lorelai's had to grow up very fast. And even though she can definitely still be a little bit like immature at times, overall, I feel like she's a really good mother. Yeah, 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for number three, um, (laughs) in fact, Dean wasn't so hot either, even though he was supposed to be the romantic devoted one. And their explanation is <laughs> Dean is just the worst <laughs> ever. Sorry, folks, but he's like horrible in every single way. <laughs> okay, uh, listen, person. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, I, I was a fan of Dean. He was like nice, but over time, he just got worse as <laughs> the show went on. Yeah, definitely. I feel like over the time, his character just kind of dragged on. It was like, okay, just like get over with it. Um, But in the beginning, he was definitely like a devoted boyfriend and pretty romantic. I mean, he actually went through the phase where Rory like kind of just used Dean for, you know, just used him pretty much while she liked Jess. And he was really nice through all of that. So you know, during that time, I thought he was a very good boyfriend. So this person, True. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> True. But also at the, yeah. in the in later episodes, he was kind of like possessive and like ang- yeah. had anger issues. Mm-hmm. Definitely true. I feel like he did a complete 180 yeah. for his character. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've mentioned this before, <laughs> but he's like gone into like a physical fight with like every... Um, everyone he senses as his competition with Rory. Like he got into a physical fight with Tristan, Jess. Um, I, I think I even don't remember Logan. If he had one. Right? Yeah. I think with Logan too. Right. Um, so yeah, he needs to control his temper for <laughs> sure. And he does get very like clingy and obsessive, especially like in the later seasons, but yeah, in the beginning stages of the relationship, I thought he was very sweet at first. And I mean, he even built Rory a car, um, and like that bracelet that he made for her so like that says I think that's pretty romantic um, but then again we can't forget he did cheat on his wife so True. like there's there's pros and cons with me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree yeah <laughs> all right uh, number four Rory should have just accepted Logan's proposal <laughs> Um, and the reasoning is interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rory should have said yes in season seven. I mean, she loves Logan and they would have had a secure <laughs> financial <laughs> secure financial future. It was stupid to say no. <laughs> I mean, if there was a secure financial future, why would you say no? This is it seems like this person's um, I'm just gonna say it very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, I, I, I um, kind of sort of agree that I wanted her to say yes, because I did think that they were kind of a good fit by the end of the season. I mean, you know, they kind of worked out all of the issues that they had. And they kind of both like needed each other. So I kind of agree with this person where they did both love each other. I think it wasn't the right time for both of them, I guess. But um, yeah, Loki, I wanted her to say yes. <laughs> yeah if I'm being honest I, I was actually shocked when Rory said no when I was first watching it because mm-hmm. um, like Jana mentioned uh, they are they were in a good place at that time and um, but although at the same time if she had said yes I don't think Rory would have been able to go on that um, journalism tour with back what was it her for Obama the president right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing, Anusha. Like, I kind of agree with this opinion, not because of the financial <laughs> reason. <laughs> um, although, yeah, that is like a tempting offer. But at the same time, it's like, I understood why she said no because of like the job offer that she got at the time. So she would have to travel a lot. So um, I get that. And I'm also like not Team Logan, but towards the end like they ended up like cheating on their significant others with each other so if they were going to end up together anyways like they might as well have like you know just stayed in a a committed relationship or gotten back together so yeah kind of mixed feelings like you guys said one thing I just thought of I mean if she said yes she still could have been able to travel it's just that she would have just been engaged and I mean they've kind of done Mm -hmm. the long distance thing a little bit while Logan was um you know, working for his father. So I think they could have worked it out, but, you know, just didn't happen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then number five, April was one of the best curveballs <laughs> oh on the whole no. show. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and this person's explanation, I like the, I like the April plotline. It was great for Luke to get a chance to get to know his child. <laughs> I hate that it caused a breakup, but that was Anna and Lorelai's fault. <laughs> Anna was clearly very jealous, and Lorelai needed to be patient with Luke and give him some time to figure out how he was going to fit into what April's life. What is this person saying? Okay, I liked April. She was very nice. And yes, it was good that Luke was able to get to know his child. But the second part where they say that um, Anna was jealous or it was Anna and Lorelai's fault, I feel like no, like... It was definitely Luke's fault in the way he handled it all. Um, He just needed to figure it out himself and kind of not drag on all of what he did with Lorelai and Anna and April, actually. So that's my opinion. (laughs) I'm actually going to put the blame on the writers for this. (laughs) Yes. I feel like this was like the wrong time or like the wrong way in which April was introduced. I really... I did like April and I liked um, how, how she was brought in as Luke's daughter, but I just hate how that plotline caused the Luke and Lorelai breakup and that whole plotline just annoyed me. Yeah, totally. Like, nothing against April as a character. I, I just did not like this curveball at all. I thought it was a really strange way to break up Luke and Lorelai because, um, like, you can still have them have conflict in their relationship without being like, oh here's a random (laughs) child like here you go like no (laughs) 
they should have like thought of something more creative or something else um so yeah definitely did not like the plot line um and then number six no one actually liked the stars hollow musical uh the stars hollow musical was a great waste of screen time that should have been used on lane kim for god's sake (laughs) i forgot yeah i don't even know about this musical (laughs) yeah so um the Stars Hollow musical was that long, dragged out musical number that they had in the revival. Oh. Um, yeah, I I remember when I watched it at first, I like <laughs> skipped through it because it was terrible. So I completely agree <laughs> with this opinion. <laughs> yeah, I must have done the same thing because sometimes I've just like, you know, it's just boring. I literally will just like go past like five minutes and then go back to watching it. But yeah. <gasps> Definitely needed some more Lane Kim. I agree with you guys. We needed her in all of the other seasons more than she appeared and in the revival. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Lane Kim deserved more. Yes. Yeah, it would have been better time like spent more <laughs> wisely, I think, if they focused on Lane. <laughs> um, number seven, Lorelai was just an immature, overgrown kid. Uh, <laughs> and then the explanation... <laughs> Lorelai is such a spoiled brat. She acts like a complete child throughout the series and never seems to learn from Okay, her I do not think she's a spoiled brat. I yeah. mean, she's a very hard worker. Yeah. I mean, from the moment she uh, got like pregnant with Rory, she, you know, moved out of her parents' house because, you know, she thought she could provide a better life for her kid and she got a job as a maid. She worked her butt off. And, you know, she really tried to make Rory's life comfortable. Yeah, definitely agree with you. She's definitely not a spoiled brat. And, I mean, I feel like it was just a coping mechanism for her to be, like, you know, immature or, like, an overgrown kid sometimes where it was just something fun for her to do, just, like, a little escape from actual, like, you know, seriousness of her life. I don't think it's bad to act like a child. I do that sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah, that that also has to do with how she was brought up, too. I'm sure Emily was very overbearing and, like, um, stifled her like mm-hmm. a lot of times. So her acting like a kid is, like, yeah. the way she never got to act as a kid. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, those are really good points because I feel like also because she got pregnant at such a young age when she was a kid herself, pretty much, I can totally see why she acts very immature sometimes and acts like a kid and everything. And I do think she does learn from most of her mistakes, um, if not all. Um, Maybe not like with the communication thing with Luke, as we saw in the revival, but for the most part, she learns from her mistakes. And uh, like you guys said, like she, you know, uh, she left her parents' house. She got a job as a maid. Like what else does she need to prove, you know, for this person? So... Um, all right, so number eight, the real power couple should have been Rory and Paris. Um, and then the explanation is Rory should have ended up with Paris. They actually had a chemistry. I do agree they have good chemistry. Uh, especially in later mm-hmm. seasons, they're a really good friendship duo. I think this person's getting at the fact that they should romantically be together though. Yeah, that's what I got from it. Um, And yeah, I also think that they had like chemistry as well. And they like balance each other out because like Rory's more chill and Paris is like very not chill. 
Um, but I think I love yes. Paris and Doyle together oh my too gosh, much Paris and Doyle. <laughs> to yes. like break them up. They're so iconic. <laughs> I know. I was so sad when, yeah, I was so sad when Paris and Doyle like didn't get together <laughs> in the revival. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then uh, number nine, Emily Gilmore was the best Gilmore girl of them all. Um, the explanation is Emily Gilmore is the heroine of the show. She's always doing what she believes is best for her family, although sometimes misguided because duh, she's human. She's a loving and supportive spouse and tries hard to mend her relationship with her daughter. But because she isn't exactly the kind of mother Lorelai wants her to be, she's the villain. Also, her storyline was the only one that didn't make me cringe in the revival. Same here. Yeah, I sometimes I found myself feeling bad for Emily, but at the same time, sometimes she was a little over the top. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. definitely over the top sometimes. Um, I like Emily as a character. I wouldn't say she's the heroine of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I like Emily. She definitely has a different way of like loving and supporting her husband and you know her daughter. But I like what she does. She's a fun person, and I don't think she's a villain. So <laughs> I kind of agree with this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you guys know, like Lorelai is my favorite character, so I'll always say like <laughs> she's the best Gilmore girl. Um, but I did love Emily's storyline and the revival, and it does show like her personal yeah, growth I, a lot. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is actually something that we talked about, I think, a couple episodes ago. But um, opinion number ten is that Rory didn't have what it takes to be a journalist after all. Um, and then their explanation is Mitchum was correct that Rory doesn't have uh, doesn't have what it takes to succeed in writing. I think the fact that everyone from her family and Sir's Hollow praised the ground that she walked on made her someone who's totally incapable of dealing with criticism, which isn't terribly suitable for a career in journalism. Yes, Mitchum probably could have handled the situation better given that she was dating his son and all, but I think he was legitimately trying to offer his professional. I actually opinion. agree with this opinion. <laughs> yeah. We agree yeah. with you personally. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, yeah. totally. Um, I, I especially agree with the part where they say, like, she grew up never hearing, like, anyone give mm-hmm. her any criticism. So, like, the second that she got a little bit of it, like, she couldn't handle it. And as we mentioned, like, a couple episodes ago, I think she would have been a great writer in general, like, for writing books, but not necessarily yeah. as a journalist. Okay, but you, lo- you took the words right out of my mouth, Krishna. <laughs> yeah she definitely uh would have made a great writer and uh journalism you have to have like you know tough skin and be able to take like constructive criticism and just the fact that this that one comment made Rory want to steal a boat and throw her life away yeah Yeah, I don't think she's cut out for that life (laughs) exactly Um, okay, 11. I have a strong opinion about this one. Uh, so their opinion is the father of Rory's baby teased in a year in the life is probably the Wookiee, not Logan. This made me laugh. And then their explanation, I know, their explanation is also I think Rory's baby is most likely to be from the Wookiee than Logan's. With the Wookiee, it was in the heat of the moment, and I think it's more likely she didn't use protection. Maybe something else happened. I know you can get pregnant even if you do use protection, but I still think everyone just hopes the baby is Logan's and 
is actually the Wookiees. I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Christian. Oh, man. Well, I completely disagree. And I've heard of this, like, unpopular opinion, especially when the revival came out. But I disagree (laughs) because it's simple math. Like, she sleeps with the Wookiee in spring. And she tells Lorelai about her pregnancy in the fall. And it's not like she was showing or anything. So it wasn't like she was, you know, six months pregnant um, at that point when she told Lorelai. So it wouldn't have been possible for that because, you know, she wasn't showing or anything. So based on simple math, I do not think it's the Wookiees. Yeah, baby. I completely what do you guys agree. think? <laughs> Too much time has passed between her having that one night with the Wookiee and, you know, finding out. And she would have been showing at that point, definitely. And, oh. The amount of times she slept with Logan, it's more likely that it's Logan's baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. Um, and math doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so number 12, the ending of the Netflix revival at Year in the Life was actually perfect. <laughs> Um, and the person said, while I didn't care for the revival itself, I loved the last four words. A lot of people were upset with the open ending, but oh I thought it was God. perfect. This person's probably just like loves one of those like French films where it just ends and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. oh, I was like shell shocked, I will admit, but I'm like, I need more. Like what, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, I don't agree with this person. I don't (laughs) think that's a good storyline. I mean, I appreciate what the writers were trying to do with the show, like try to bring it whole whole circle. But I feel like Rory's just a completely different person than Lorelai. And I think giving her the same plot line and story as her, I don't know, it was a wrong move. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was like weird and just like, especially having it as the exact ending like that cliffhanger then it's like okay well there has to be like a season two but also it's kind of like okay like what Gina said (laughs) what did I just watch (sighs) so yeah we all disagree um okay 13 uh Zach was the perfect guy and didn't deserve the hate that he got um and then they said, I don't get the hate on Zach. He went above and beyond for Mrs. Kim to accept him. He didn't pressure Lane for sex. He's a good father and husband. I get Lane deserved to have a big life, but that doesn't always go as planned. Who's to say that her falling in love and having kids wouldn't be a big life for the character? It was a very realistic okay, relationship when was there with a giving hate hate. for Zach. I'm not I aware don't, of this. Yeah, I, I was not aware of any hate that Zach got. <laughs> we love Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that they prefer yeah. Lane with Dave, and I agree with those people, but yeah, no one's, like, hating on Zach. We just think, like, yeah. she fits better I do with think, Dave, like, Dave, with Dave. Dave and Lane That's were it. a perfect match, but I don't hate Zach. Yeah, we don't hate Zach. I think Zach's a great guy. No. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I disagree where they say, like, he's a perfect guy, but, like, he he was, yeah. like, a good partner with Lane. Um, and, uh, like they said, like, yeah. every couple has its ups yeah. and downs, so makes sense. Uh, okay, 14. Lorelai and Rory's food habits just <laughs> could have not been a real thing. <laughs> um, and their uh, take on it is, in fact, the show propagated the whole skinny chicks who order a lot of food 
and don't eat it stereotype that's all over Hollywood. I have to say, their eating habits, uh, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> them being able to scarf down, like, colossal amounts of food and not even gain any weight. I think I've seen unreal. them finish it, though. Like, actually, they've shown us, you know, finish the food. So, yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> I kind of disagree with this person. Yeah, because I was thinking about it. I don't remember when they actually finished their food. Like, I remember a lot of scenes where they, like, take a couple bites, but then they, like, they switch to another scene. They have, like, a lot of takeout containers in their fridge. Well, that's true. Yeah, I remember all the, like, um... yeah saturday nights or something with their movie nights at their house and they literally like i've seen them finish it Mm because the movies and stuff would end and they would be done with their food like pizza and whatnot oh yeah yeah they would show the pizza box after like an hour (laughs) and (laughs) there's only like one slice left yeah yeah Yeah, definitely i do think um like, they could have really fast metabolism, so that might explain it. But, yeah, I do think it's kind of unrealistic at the end of the day. <laughs> um, okay, 15. Mrs. Kim and Emily Gilmore were straight-up abusive. And then the explanation is Mrs. Kim constantly shamed Lane for pretty much anything she did, and Emily was a gaslighter. I could not stand it. I will agree. There was a lot of verbal ab- emotional <laughs> abuse from the two of them. But they weren't, like, completely bad. Yeah. It was out of love. (laughs) Uh, Sort of. Sort of, yeah. It was complicated. Sort of, yeah. I do, yeah, I do agree. Um, And it's hard, I know, to, like, recognize from, like, TV characters, like, whether or not, like, they're abusive, but... I do somewhat agree with this comment um, that, yeah, Mrs. Kim did, like, shame Lane a lot. Um, It's good that she did eventually come around and start to accept Lane more. And then Emily was, I think, a gaslighter in a lot of situations. But similar to Mrs. Kim, I feel like she's grown over the series, which is also positive. Towards the end, um, they had really good character growth. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, this next one I'm super excited yeah. about. Uh, okay. I knew it. I, I saw this one. I was like, oh, yes. Jana's going to have <laughs> I thought of right, Jana, too. Jana, do you want to read it? <laughs> first true love was Tristan. Um, she just didn't know it. And the explanation for that is Rory should have given Tristan a chance. He loved her, but just didn't know how to show it in the best way. They could have been the end game. I totally agree with this. Whoever this person <laughs> is, we gotta be like friends. Um, find me on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally for this. <laughs> yeah, I do agree that Tristan was um, not. To- I mean, he was like you know the typical like bad boy, rich bad boy or whatever. Um, but he had some good moments, and I think if Chad Michael Murray didn't have to leave the show to go film was it one tree hill i think they they would have had something going on uh, i do think like yeah if he had stayed on longer they probably would have had like some type of relationship go on um but yeah the the main uh statement of the opinion where they say <laughs> rory's first true love was tristan no like i disagree yeah. like, like, her first true love um, he like yeah yeah, exactly. Like, he, 
like Tristan basically just said stuff to get a rise out of Rory and we know it's because he liked her but she was just so irritated <laughs> with everything with him I don't think like her first true love was Tristan yeah. you know I think she definitely had some complicated feelings for him but I don't like, know if it was like true I think love. she like like sort of kind of liked him especially when they were doing the um role-playing scene with I think it was Romeo and Juliet um during that time i think she kind of opened up to him and like understood him a little bit better maybe that was just me because i'm biased towards this whole relationship (laughs) yeah i think they also like kissed once right at at the party i think it was right after she broke up with dean or something yeah yeah they shared a kiss i think she was like sympathetic towards him so like she didn't outwardly hate him like she used to but Mm -hmm. yeah she was like starting to warm up to him and then of course right at that point he left the show so yeah yeah, I am curious to see, like, if he would have stayed, like, what would have happened there. Definitely. All right. Uh, 17, Paris Geller is the literal word. <laughs> Their explanation is she's a complete stress case that makes me cra- crazy anxious anytime I hear her voice. <laughs> I do not agree with this. <laughs> so in the beginning, I would agree because my yeah, God, yeah in the beginning, her. yes. But then, yeah, I kind of grew to love her. She was very nice. Yeah. Paris is an acquired taste. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in I the agree. beginning, I found her, like, obnoxious and, like, you know, the typical mean girl. But, you know, she she had some problems, but she grew on me. Yeah. Totally. And in the end, she was actually a really good friend to all yeah I think again she just needed to warm up to Rory and she saw Rory as like her competition so she was like the literal worst to Rory but at the same time yeah over time she sort of grew out of it and then she started to you know become really mean to other people (laughs) instead of Rory so I think that's that's probably why like we warmed up to her and uh yeah I love Paris as a character she's really iconic (laughs) yes um okay 18 so Lorelai should have ended actually shouldn't have ended up with Luke or Christopher Lorelai's best fit is with Max Medina oh my god no Luke and Lorelai are endgame yeah (laughs) we're all Luke and Lorelai shippers through and through I do like her with Max and I feel like they have uh good chemistry I think Max is great um but I would probably rank them as like second best after Luke and Lorelai yeah, same. Wow. I think Max and Laura had a really good relationship, but I feel like it's one of those situations where, like, she, like, loved him, but she wasn't, like, in love with him, you know? Yeah. Right. 100%. And I feel like at that point, uh, Max loved her way more and mm-hmm. wanted a future than Lorelai did, so it was just going to be not so great at the end anyways, so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, okay, this one's interesting. Um, or she should have, and by she, meaning Lorelai, or she should have ended up with Jason. And their explanation is Lorelai and Jason sh- uh, should have been the perfect couple for Luke. Jason kept up with her pop culture references. <laughs> <laughs> yes, her, because that's important. <laughs> yeah, got her weird relationship with her parents as he had weird family issues too and understood her world just as for Jason. <laughs> but also let's not forget he tried to sue her father right that's what i was thinking when that definitely would have put a strain on their relationship i mean it did (laughs) yeah like that was the reason for their breakup and it makes complete sense (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I did not care for Jason that much. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. He was quite weird. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that having someone that understands your pop culture references is your one true love. Like, that's not a sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a really good feature to have in a person, but it's not, like, the only feature that should matter, you know? <laughs> yes. I feel like Jason's dog was more compelling than Jason. Like... <laughs> like yes, he just I remember obeyed. the dog more <laughs> yeah I love that dog like he just listened oh. okay moved a little to the left he didn't bark he turned around <laughs> just so fascinating <laughs> um okay number 20 oh my god people are really anti-Luke and Lorelai here um <laughs> their opinion is Luke and Lorelai were never meant to be uh, TBH, I don't think Luke and Lorelai have all that much chemistry. The relationship she had with Christopher and Max had way more sparks. Okay, this opinion offended me. <laughs> <laughs> like I mentioned before, Luke and Lorelai are endgame. <laughs> I think they were perfect for each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, her and Christopher had the most toxic relationship ever. Right. <laughs> I like Max. I don't think she really loved had a scene of or saw a future with Max. If we're okay, so if we're talking chemistry, I would say um, she definitely had a lot of chemistry with Christopher. Um, mm. Not too much with Max, a little bit, but not as much as Christopher and Luke. But I don't know what this person's talking about. Luke definitely had chemistry with Lorelai and vice versa, and they're great for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from the I... very first scene of Gilmore Girls, you can tell the their chemistry <laughs> was strong. Yeah, I was gonna say like the very first season, they had so much chemistry, and like they kept hinting at it like over and over, so that we would you know root for them. And there was a reason for that, you know, <laughs> they are meant to be together. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what that person was talking about either. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's like all the opinions. I feel like we disagreed with most of them. So I guess um, the fact that it's called unpopular opinions, definitely unpopular opinions. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Any other thoughts on any of these before uh, we wrap up? Okay, I found myself agreeing with a couple of these, but most of them I... (gasps) I was had the popular opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think like, um, well, I know Jaina, you really love the Tristan one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some of them were really like kind of dumb, like the Wookiee one. I was like, really? Why are people still like promoting that theory? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I think this was really fun. Um, just knowing that people actually do think about all these things and how questionable some of the <laughs> opinions are <laughs> is quite funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And if you guys have any like unpopular Gilmore Girls opinions, like feel free to send them to us like through Instagram or something because these were really fun to react to. Oh my god, did you guys read the quote up at the top? I just thought it. it says, 
Um, best Gilmore love interest is obviously that Yale guy who listens to the Smiths while doing his laundry and then rejects Rory when he when she asks him out. <laughs> no real heroes wear capes. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> I <William>. just noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that person. <laughs> I forgot about that too. And then like Rory thinks like um he's like talking about her to everyone <laughs> yeah, and, and she, she confronts, confronts him. him. Oh my god, that, that was the I best. Was- I got secondhand embarrassment from that. <laughs> oh my god. Even getting secondhand embarrassment from her asking him out after two seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. In our next episode, we'll be recapping season one, episode 16 of Gilmore Girls. And uh, you can support our podcast by going to our link in the description. And you can find us at Gilmore Gals Pod on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. And also share this podcast with any friends who enjoy Gilmore Girls. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.